0: Hi, I'm Casey Jackson. I'm Miles Rogers,
1: and this is Show Stories produced by the Hive Mind Collective.
0: It's a podcast about all things local music.
1: Great stories from shows past.
0: And promoting bands, musicians, artists, and producers that are making music in your community.
1: And now, here's Show Stories. What's up, America? My name's Miles Rogers. This is a, a podcast I like to do with my friend Casey Jackson. Hey, Casey.
0: Hey, what's up? It's Show Stories. We're back.
1: We're back. COVID break. Bow, bow, uh, bow. On
0: COVID break, but we're we're coming back to you. Oh, yeah. This is first episode back, and we are with Sebastian Smith, okay. ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hi Sebastian Smith Hi Miles Rogers It's so nice for you to be with us I'm with Sebastian every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Saturday As of late, and it's been, been really great So it just seemed like a natural um, natural break back into
2: this shit, right?
1: Keep for it sure. easy Seb, when did you start playing the drums?
2: I started playing when I was 12 years old It was like near the end of 7th grade 7th grade? Okay <clears throat> well, like, What was the first song you learned? I think it was Seven Nation Army. Nice. It was either Seven Nation Army or it was uh, Lenny Kravitz.
1: Shit, seventh uh, grade. What year up. was that? How
2: old are you? I am thirty, almost. Yeah. So it was uh, Lenny Kravitz. Says, "Are you good?" damn it, I just had it in my head. Now it's gone. It's one of the famous ones. That's all I got. Great, it's that's crazy. good to know.
1: <laughs> Do you hear that tree creaking, dude, in the wind? That's 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 real sounds in America. That's we're on, cool. We're shit. on the patio. On the patio. We're on the
0: show stories patio and, and the wind's kicking. It is a blustery,
1: dude. That sucks, man. This wind's gotta chill out.
0: It's nice though, it's not so like hot. It's been fucking nice. Anyway. It's been a
2: great day.
1: Yeah. So how long did you I mean, we all had that period where we were just, where's my claw? What? Like you just <laughs> oh, Miles doesn't want one. Um white claws. America. Ain't no laws when you're drinking. Buzz, you're the one who told me about that. Yeah. That's I'm amazing. To videos.
2: Thank you, sir.
0: Hi, yeah. uh, this will be on our YouTube channel. Oh,
1: we have a YouTube channel. That shit's cool. Uh, Check it out. So, so like, everybody has that period where they're, like, learning songs by themselves. Like, how long was your period before you, like...
2: I actually didn't. I took... I was one of the lucky ones who had private lessons for about five and a half oh, years. Oh, gangster.
1: So I took...
2: That for entire first year, my teacher, his name was Dan Chamberlain. Great guy. I think he's still teaching. You could probably find him at Soul City Drums. Nice. But he has his masters in drums and percussion from the U and so my mom's one of those that really loved designer and name brand and things that you trust and people tell you can and uh, she called the U and asked for a recommendation for me because my family is extremely musical we got lucky so it's just my dad my littlest brother don't play anything but the rest of us all have an instrument we all had to that's super cool really didn't have a choice and so the U recommended this guy when he was at Backbeats and so the entire first year I was with him it was just a snare rudiment book, just learning how to read music and learn how to read rhythms and making sure I got all the hand and fundamentals down. Cool. I didn't touch a kid until about eight months after I started.
0: <coughs> Rad. It was a classic process. <coughs>
2: yeah, which I hated at the it's time, like, but I'm super grateful for now. It's like it now. the Phoebe way, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like, you don't touch a guitar. You learn the guitar before you touch the guitar.
2: Grandma hand. <laughs> a so yes. bear claw. He was good, and then we just, we s- halfway the lessons we kind of switched. So we had a book for just basic rock beats. Um, had a book by Carmina Pice. And then the other ones, he assigned me one or two songs a week to learn. Clunk. And then it just kind of went up from there, starting off from simple rock stuff like White Stripes and Lenny Kravitz all the way up to the used and Sugar Cold. I ended up, one of the last songs I learned for him was like Bullet For My Valentine and Lamb of God stuff. Cool. Before I ended up stopping. Because you I were just
1: like, oh, really?
2: Yeah. We were, we were moving on to Latin, which... I loved it, but I was 16 at the time, or 17, and I just didn't have my priorities straight for it, so it wasn't worth the money. The guy wasn't cheap, for obvious reasons. For
1: sure. And so, yeah. Were you paying out of, your, out of pocket? No, my mom was. Oh, nice. so she was that important to her. Good job, mom. That's right. My parents awesome. My parents gave me, um, they paid for me to do, like, bass lessons, right? At this place, like, like on track music?
2: That sounds familiar.
1: Right? It was, like, it was like on Highland. It was right by my house, okay? So I like, I was based, like I was 16, like I had my own car and I'm, like going to this guy taking lessons and shit. This guy literally would just sit there and go, what songs do you want to learn? And I'm like, what? And so I like, I like told him, you know, and he like, okay. And like, we'd play the song and he'd sit there and he'd listen to it and he'd teach me how to play the song. That's rad. No, it is not <laughs> rad. I learned nothing. <laughs> Thing. You learn the cool stuff first, bro. Though. No, like,
0: like later on in life, you realize, oh, that guy wasn't doing any. <laughs> no, that no, guy literally paid was paid for for doing nothing. You
2: didn't get cheaped out for,
1: for sure. thirty dollars <laughs> for a half hour, like a dollar a minute, and he's just like, like half the time, he's just listening. Fifteen minutes, he's just listening to the song, and then he like Dude. He didn't have a lesson plan. No, no lesson plan. No, no fucking theory. Nothing. It was, and he like. First of all, I can't believe I didn't open with this like like bolo tie guy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like for real. Like mustache, like goatee, like long ponytail, horde. Like I never like rocked the ponytail. Even when my hair was long, like I never like rocked the ponytail. I rocked the bun. But like the ponytail I just felt like was so aggressive. Yeah, I never rocked the ponytail. Just so like he never. He was always I deliver not. pizza.
2: <laughs> I was this close to rocking the ponytail today my hair tie. That's on See me. you do like
1: the folded up though. You know what no, I mean. I do a full ponytail like sometimes
2: yeah. too. One of the videos
0: that we posted of jamming with him, it's got
2: full full ponytail. Full, full pony. And, and West, like, I mean he looks like, like
1: Mulan's dad. I, I ain't <laughs> trying to talk <laughs> shit. I you do deliver shit. You deliver legs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um <coughs> legs so, and drugs. Legs and drugs for for a really big company.
2: Very yeah, a rather large one.
1: A rather large. So I think out of the money probably <laughs> somewhere <laughs> along the line uh so so w- what was your first band experience like uh, how old were you oh uh, i was jammed with other people
2: i was 15 no i was 14 when we first started me and a couple friends another drummer um what he ended up playing guitar in it because he couldn't find oh, another okay. guitarist and he was kind of a douche.
1: I thought you guys just set up two drum sets in the bass. And like, all right, you play
2: this and I'll play this. We're totally Manchester Orchestra. <laughs> no, that would have been cooler. This kid was actually better than me at the time. And uh, he always used to give me shit about it and just kind of put me down all the time. But I was just looking to fit in because I was that kid for a yeah. long time.
3: You
1: got to do what you got to do.
2: Yeah, we played one show. So it was my friend Brett Parker. He was the guitarist, the drummer. He's a really cool guy now, though. Love him to death. And bassist name was Colby Thornton. And we were in, was in ninth grade. So the first time we started doing parties at the end of the school year or whatever. Yeah we got invited to play this house party it was fucking terrible <laughs> no. Did you
1: guys like play originals or play covers or what yes <laughs> both both N- okay. not well all, though. You, all of the above. you wouldn't
2: you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because it just sounded like shit people were down in the basement for maybe like two minutes before they went upstairs and we didn't care because we were just being loud and you know 14
1: and 14 yeah
0: jamming. <laughs> And
2: that project
0: shot of people
2: <laughs> that project That's was so called Birth, music, death—we call it BMD for short. Because
1: BMD, oh my god, dude, it was horrible. That's like literally, though, dude. Like the right person hears you in the '90s, (laughs) and a whole movement of people follow you. (laughs) Birth, music, death. Birth, music, death. That's right.
2: (laughs) And after that, That with so epic. that's so
1: epic. (laughs) No, for real. That's what I'm saying, bro. (laughs) Toad the wet sprocket got famous. (laughs) So could have earth music death i'll
2: tell him that i'll make him listen to this yes so uh,
1: <laughs> that's uh so um then you know
2: after that the same two guys with another friend to be the front because none of us could sing yep. we started another one when we were about 15 16 which we never took seriously um had a better band name though it was called randomly noted which i'm still a huge fan of that band name for a pop punk style band
1: randomly noted yep i dig it it's cool Never really did too much With that But yeah End of story Randomly You know what I mean Like They're super good Super Pop punk bands are, it's not are listen- They're not
2: necessarily easy But you Especially know. in 2005 like Well <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah there were no bands In 2005 Dude Being in a band In like the late 90s Would be so easy uh,
3: There's
2: no <laughs> other bands Maybe But then I you mean, gotta I don't know Then you gotta think All the inspirations At least most of the ones That I took Wouldn't have existed either
1: Well for sure I mean I don't know Yeah yeah.
2: I, I I wanna believe that there were local bands back then
3: just. No, and a hundred dude, dude I'm dude, I'm literally <laughs> like
1: I'm a dumb idiot for actually like if I actually believe that. Obviously there was like there were bands and there They're was shit fun. going on, but like MySpace happened and then people just made up bands. True. You true. know what I mean? Yep. And like got shows and shit. So it's like bands just I don't know, inorganically happened because of because of this promotion tool and people were good at promoting shit. I made a band there that I never even wrote a song for, and I just had a fucking page, <laughs> White Picket Fences. It's a cool name, so I'll just save it for when I'm ready to do it. <laughs> it's been 15 years, guys. And <laughs> MySpace isn't even a thing. That's still up though, probably.
2: So we're gonna do an EP called White Picket Fences. Sure. Just all make day. It super indie. Well, no,
1: and that's like how it always is now. You know what I mean? Like when you have a good band name that, or like whatever, like
2: oh, we gotta use that as a song title now.
1: Like the song's called The Lethal West. Fuck. <laughs> uh, that's like mean, I'm actually pretty into that And that was one of my favorite band names I ever did With CJ Coop Oh yeah Racist Kramer dude He's oh, always okay. See he's always good at shit like that You know what I mean The Lethal West We were just like That is such a sick band name Good job And then like When I heard That he Called the band Racist Kramer Cause it's like It's been so long People don't even fucking get it anymore You know what I mean Like half the people are just like What?
2: I watched Seinfeld, he's racist. What? <laughs> no, yeah, he's
1: racist?
2: <laughs> I feel like most people our age do.
1: are no, everybody our age knows. Yeah. But I mean like that's the thing is like they don't go to shows anymore, you're not worried about that. You it's know true. what I mean? Like it's uh it's you gotta to get the younger blood into it, you know what I mean? But
2: I gotta smell this. Is this high west rum then? <coughs>
1: <coughs> oh yeah, high west rum. This episode brought What's to you by High West Rum.
2: Oh, Den and Brick?
1: Den and Brick Rum.
2: It smells really good
1: oh man i'm not a rum guy or else
2: just take a sniffle i'll, s- I'll snooter it take a snoo- snooter Oof,
1: it's so
0: sweet
2: yeah well it's yeah well it's rum. Triggered. you know what <laughs> i mean rum is rum is, is,
1: is sweet
0: yeah scott, scott had me try some rum that he i'm sure um, it's delicious he distilled him sp- himself and then i think somebody else barreled it. Is that what you said well we the barrel together but oh yeah. okay you just can't take 100% of the of the credit for the, the whole thing. Yeah. Anyway. You gangbusters. It was good, man. I was tasting it the whole way home. I had, like, one little taste of it and, like, driving. The oh, I, w- <laughs> I was like, you're just taking
1: it. shots while driving?
0: No, no, no. Just uh, before I left it at Brick, he's like, here, just have a little nip.
1: Have a little nibble. Yeah. Great.
0: Just
2: enough to get your tongue warm. Yeah.
1: So, like, um, like, in these bands, like, where were you practicing? Like, basements?
2: Basements, garages. Um. Yeah. My basement a lot Brett's basement a lot <clears throat> we were in his mom's garage For a couple weeks Until a cop came And knocked on the garage door Yeah
1: We in gotta take it downstairs yeah. In Taylorsville Of yeah. course In Taylorsville What time was it?
2: Oh it was like Maybe two in the afternoon Yeah for sure <laughs> in the middle of the day
1: Bullshit, some fucking old lady who's just like stuck at home.
2: Actually, she said there was no complaint, she was just driving around and heard us and stopped us. Yeah, what a
1: bitch! Yeah, I didn't
2: realize how fucked up it was because again, I was like 15. You're 15 15, 15, and so
1: you're just like, whatever, all right, like it's the middle of the day, I can be as loud as I (laughs) fucking want.
2: We, I got
0: lucky because my grandpa has kind of a big complex, like you saw, you guys saw my oh, yeah, yeah. they're in that like back area was a big old garage that was vacant for, yeah, totally. Cause my parents like rented it out, but anyway, I have banned in there for years. And That's tight. We were so loud and everybody hated it, but nobody called the cops on me. Damn. Yeah, me.
1: for real. Uh, <clears throat> we were um, in between like two different times in between Lauderdale tours. We had more. We had like a week home, like we were like out for three weeks, home for a week, and then out for three more three more weeks. Like, it's like, dude, why do we even come home? Let's just stay out. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta come home and do nothing for five to. Anyway, um, but we were doing two-a-days during that, like, week. So you, like, get up, like, jam oh, at, yeah. like, 11, do the set twice, and then, like, meet back up at 7, jam again, like, two-a-days, bro. But, like, we were jamming in my grandma's house, and she had, like, enough, whoa, Jesus, it's really clunky and loud in here. She had enough, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she had enough uh, property in between, like, us and the house that it just sounded like somebody was just playing music super loud. You know what I mean? Like... That's cool. That was super tight. So first band that like that like you felt serious about that was like, I'm in this band and I'm stoked about it.
2: I joined one when I was shit. I was either seventeen or eighteen. Um, it was a band called Never Before with my good friend Never Walter Before. Brody. We had uh, his wife at the time, she was the lead <laughs> singer, and we also had his cousin doing all the his grums. wife was the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ever yes. do that. Done, um, <laughs> out, <laughs> peace. <laughs> that no success ever. I was in the band for two and a half years, but we jammed four days a week, so it was Monday through Thursday, and it was for like two hours Wonky. at a time, two to three hours at a time. And I love Walter to death, but he's one of the very few people can actually push me and piss me off, but make me work. yep And so I think that, besides all the lessons and stuff, because this was probably about a year and a half after I stopped taking lessons, or yeah, about a year, and. Uh, Besides lesson time, he pushed me to be, like, he's the one that got my feet where they are, that kind of stuff, and feel writing and stuff like that. Great. Been that for a couple years. We actually got signed in that band for a little bit.
1: Signed? What did signed mean?
2: <coughs> we signed a label or a contract with a little recording label called Dirtbag Music, which isn't around anymore because they were bought out by Sony a couple months after we signed with them. I think it was Sony.
1: So we're on Sony, <laughs> and then you get dumped?
2: No, actually, they just wanted us to, we had to write, Two songs a week And send it to them Because didn't, we didn't Have the sound they wanted They wouldn't tell us What to do <laughs> But
1: Fuck that's st- more shit Than I ever got Yeah
2: but we, we, uh, Our guitarist at the time His name was Darren He um, he had a recording studio That we used as a practice space In his parents basement And it was legit It was like uh, A room within a room Built up So it was all sound cool. And everything And everything was mic'd up So we were able to record it And do Parent that Parent so money just, Yeah we just uh, Literally did two songs a week Cool And uh,
1: Just sent to Sony Yeah For real and they would yeah, just tell at us. At 17? Stuff. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. That's working, dude. Yeah, that's it was. Super awesome. tight. I mean, for free, but, like, seriously, like, the right people hearing you, you get the right song, you could have done it.
2: Yeah, that's why, uh, that's why I'm good at record- playing to a click. Yeah, That's why I'm, so I'm good at playing long. to a click. That's what's up. I'll take it. And then uh, I ended up getting a, or I was working, and they kept sending me out of town. It was a little too much, and I kept taking all of it because I was young, and that band just wasn't moving like I wanted it to either, which I get now, but. Uh, They ended up booting me out because they thought they were going to replace me with Chris Sweet for a little bit. And he upped out for a little while and then ended up going back to their old drummer because there's a lot of drama with drummers back in that day.
1: Yeah, bro. uh, I feel like for a long time you couldn't ever find a drummer. but
2: They were swapping between the three because they knew uh, like me, Chris Sweet, and this kid named Brian Madero, who I still think is one of the best that's come out of here, too.
0: Here here it is. Is because we had drummers like that that set standards. And so it wasn't that you couldn't find a drummer. It's that you couldn't find a decent (laughs) drummer. For real. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like there was just.
1: For real, though, you had, like, I don't know, a lot of drummers got, got poached. strong
0: drummers that came, that came out. Of
2: and there. got
1: poached and they're gone.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I took a little break after that. And then I joined Fire in the Skies. I'm sure you remember those guys from back in, like, around the year 2010 ish. Yeah. Fuck, of, of
1: course I remember that band. Yep. Yeah.
2: And then so I was in that one for a while, got kicked out. <laughs> kind of shadily. But did I you really tour? don't to talk shit. Uh, we did. Not then that Stint. <laughs> Um, and then I was gone, didn't do much, and then I got back into that band probably like six months to a year later, and then we did do, we're supposed to be a two-week tour, we ended up dropping off the first week because we got fucked. Um, Who was the tour with? Part, there's a band, like a DIY band called Parlay, and they had a, uh, a manager, they hired, or they basically hired and set up the tour and stuff for us.
1: Who just fucked the whole thing.
2: Yeah, like we were supposed to get like $100 guarantees, kind of stuff like that. The first night we got $43, the second night we got 60 third night we didn't get anything and so luckily after like five days on that tour we're just riding through salt lake so we just dropped off (laughs) because we were like we couldn't afford it yeah and uh we like obviously he didn't fulfill his end of the contract so there's not really
1: dude we literally uh, we held motherfuckers to contracts we printed emails (coughs) out dude we drove this dude to his atm and got money he got money dude we have this email that says two hundred dollars he's just like oh like like dude we're fuck we needed to make it to the next town bro it was a business man yep. we, we were having fun but shit
2: that was my first touring experience ever so
1: that was and you were what, how old 20 20 mm-hmm. van
2: no uh far in the skies they had a cargo or cargo bus you usually see the airport oh the yeah shuttle buses, yeah yeah and they rigged that. it so it had bunks in the back sick
1: and I don't know you guys had a trailer. Yeah, and nice. there was a
2: generator mounted on the tongue of the Get trailer. The fuck so out. we were able to have like a microwave and shit. We had a TV and stuff like that. So it was, was spoiled in that aspect, honestly.
1: Nice. you guys only did that one little weak, weak guy? And Just me.
2: Um, with their other drummer, same kid actually from the first band. <laughs> he was the drummer before me <laughs> and after me. <laughs> Just jumping around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he toured a lot with them. Like they did stuff with Stick to Your Guns and stuff like that. We became friends with like Misery Seedles and everything like that. And so he's got. Yeah, they went through some shit. Yeah. Cool. Make sure
1: you're staying in nice and tight on that mic. Sorry, that
2: mic is hot. I don't know. It's p- yeah, it's pretty hot. It's not for me,
1: bro. <coughs> and I mean, I'm I'm talking here. You know what I mean? Like, sorry yeah. if it kills you. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go with this. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Because I hear myself, but way more li- than you yep, do. See, there you go. I see it now. Now that was great. Cool. That was a great level. I'll keep that. <laughs> I'll keep that level. <laughs> so. Uh, Casey always has the the duty of like handling these recordings and he's probably just like fuck miles your levels of bullshit everything's <laughs> all over." and i'm just like i'm just looking at blips on a screen <laughs> trying to keep
2: it all in the same yeah, area
1: it's, it, it sounds good to me fuck <laughs> anyway um so fire in the sky's done what's next
2: um i took a very long break i took probably two and a half year break Two and a half years. Yeah, it was awful. I was I going through some shit in I my d- life at the I d- time, so
1: I'd still have held you to it. Yeah, I just mm-hmm.
2: didn't. W- I was going through some shit in my life at the time and stuff like that, and I just kind of put it down the priority list. Which, honestly, thinking about it, that's probably one thing that made me super depressed is that I wasn't doing music because my life got weird. Well, you don't really think again.
1: about it because it's like you I don't.
2: Oh, that
0: thing that I used to love to do.
1: And yeah, the reason
2: why,
0: and I'm anymore? not fucking
1: doing anymore. Maybe that's compounding the sadness. Bro. Yeah. Hey, I mean. After you don't do it for a while, you figure it out. Yep. After, After um, I was ejected from the ocean, and I had a little, little bit of, uh, but I was just playing Austin songs the whole time, and then he passed away,
2: and so I couldn't,
1: <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, fuck. Anyway, um, continue.
2: So I did that, and then I got hit up by this band um, to try out for him. And uh, it turns out Walter is in the band, which is funny, because nice. it's always in the same family, right? Yeah, bro. And Salt it Lake City. Yeah, I was with this kid named Dustin, another really cool guy who lives on the east side. Uh, I went over there and tried out and got in, and I was... So I left Fire in the Skies. It was right before I turned 21. Like, maybe five months before I turned 21, and I joined the second band. They were called Only Clouds Above. I think I was 20, almost 23.
1: I don't remember hearing of that They band played ever.
2: one show. Um, Dustin had a voice kind of like what's his name from Seosin, the second guy?
1: Co- Co- Reber. Yeah, so that was kind the of The Mormon influence. guy.
2: Yeah, he sounded like him and like Shiodas, like that kind of style of high pitch kind of stuff. And he was good when he could do it, but he was having some vertigo problems. and
1: Ver- Get vertigo on stage? Yeah. He ha- Liza Minnelli.
2: He actually had to get surgery done on his septum and stuff in order to fix it, so it ended up being kind of a big deal. But after that happened, we just kind of fell apart. It was one of the best band breakup sessions I've ever had because we just, like the kid's pretty loaded. <laughs> so we we bought like five Papa John's pizzas and like two thirty racks. Papa John's. <laughs> so instead of like a Friday night band practice, we all just got wasted. Was Racist fuck.
1: fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Racist pizza and
2: thirty racks.
1: Yep. Gangster. Um. So how long did you play with play for that? Band?
2: Only a few months. It wasn't a few that few long? Months, we recorded so just like just a quick jump. Yeah, we recorded a couple songs with like high vibe recordings with Bucket. And then we played one show at Liquid Joe's. I remember because he was—I uh, think it was Chris Sweet that set up that one too. I forgot what band he was with at the time.
1: I no, I drove past Liquid Joe's the other day and it just looked so sad. The sign was just like "We're all in this together" and it's just empty parking lot. No. <laughs> just like, fuck, ain't no sports on to watch at the bar. <laughs> like,
0: there's weeds growing up in cracks <coughs> and shit because nobody's parked there.
1: Anymore. Shit, fuck, talking about Corona. I don't yeah. want it to be. On I do this miss playing shows. That I actually do like so that stage
2: bad. for like a little for a little bar stage. That's probably the best one. Oh, me and Miles no. played like the
0: last show at Metro. With our band. I
2: don't consider I don't consider Metro a bar, though. Like, it is, but I don't consider that a bar stage. Like, Liquid Joe's is the best, actual like, most people just go there to get a drink. People sure. go to Metro to go to shows. <clears> no, I feel that. That's true, yeah. that's, a, Metro that's a fair is, call. That's a venue. For yeah, sure. Liquid Joe's has a sweet stage for a bar. And so... That you know, little angle corner stage, they're just like,
1: we'll just put a stage in there. Yeah, well, like, Head P.E. plays it. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> fuck. Fucking Ja Rule was there last
1: year. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, dude.
3: Monica, <laughs> Monica, <laughs> fuck you. He
1: was on a, he was on um, ridiculousness, like probably pretty recently, like probably within the last like five years, and it was like they went back to the Monica. <laughs> it was, like, they just one fucking name, and it just it, always like literally that. I hear that name, and I just think sometimes just like, Monica. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just, like, fuck. That's how we do. That's how we do. That's Next band
2: up. After that was uh, No Safeway Home, which is still one of my favorite projects I've been involved with. That's a cool name. Go check out those music videos. They're badass. Yeah, those are my first music videos I ever did, too. It was a good time. Four separate words. No Safeway Home. Yep. Gangster. I'll be looking them up. All the videos are on YouTube. The last song we did never made it to Spotify or anything like that. The rest of it is. But the music video is on YouTube. It's called Roots Like Ropes. And... Fun fact: That was the only song I was involved in writing. Gangster. Yeah, it was a fun one though. I was in that band for a couple years. We had we did like uh, one or two weekend warrior things. We mostly just played shows around town.
1: Weekend warriors like tour the.
2: Let's get some deets. Like Rock Springs area. And just, Rock Springs. Yeah. What a random ass place. It to was do actually a weekend warrior. It was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I'm about it. I yeah. just like
1: I, my weekend warriors were to like Casper. That's or, cool. Not Casper no we would like if we were hitting Casper because that's like a nine hour drive Um like uh, 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 what's the place where we go and get fireworks and porn thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> fucking could I was not
0: like it can't be that obvious no <laughs> it is that
1: obvious or oh, Um or like I don't think we ever played like Wendover there's nowhere to play out there in Wendover unless sure you're like is. unless you're like REO Speedwagon yeah or the Peppermill Mill.
0: Bliss who plays the Peppermill like Fuck. every month
1: no thank yeah, but you that how many people <laughs> go out to that
3: my
0: yeah, a lot. Goes to those shows and they pack really? that place. Not
1: you. At the same time, that that venue's yeah. got some sick sound. Out there, yeah.
2: I saw a fucking Toto out there. It was one of the best shows i have ever seen. Seeing Toto at the Peppermill
1: Weezer, Weezer would have been cool. No, I just because <laughs> because of Africa. No, that song actually <laughs> pisses me off. I don't want to no, talk about that. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. It's just the same song but different but a little just, bit. Just dumber. Like a tiny bit. Like you want to talk? You want to talk covers? Ninety-nine Red Balloons. Yeah, that Best was, cover that's of what's all up. Time. Best cover oh, of all good. time. Best cover of all Besides, time. Besides
2: like maybe Natalie and Brigula's torn, because I love I that mean, song. I don't I don't have any comments on that because I don't know what we're talking about. The babe is babe of the 90s. I mean she was a babe, I'm right sure. Now. Like I'm, i yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> You can't see Scott, but he's nodding because he knows.
1: Scott knows <laughs> <Scott>, what's up. <laughs> Scott knows what's up. Oh, we peaked hard there. That was uh, a <clears throat> God dude, I gotta get these levels right, dude. I gotta get a new board. This board sucks. This board sucks. Just blame the technology. So um, then next, it's no safe way home. we we got we should just be like writing these down.
2: Next <laughs> next one. So there's no safe way home for a while. Um, we uh, we lost our guitarist. We just never really had the chemistry for like good writing and stuff like that. And he ended up quitting. And we didn't do as much after that. And then the singer ended up moving to Oregon, which was a huge bummer. And then nothing after that for that band. And then I just kind of did filling in gigs for everybody, because I met a lot of the local bands when I was doing No Way Home, because that's when I learned the don't play too many shows thing, because we played way too many shows. Yeah, bro. Like, twice a month at the Loading Dock kind of thing. Uh, like, don't do that.
1: Wait, was the Loading Dock around back then? Yeah,
2: yeah and we're, minute, yeah, we were practicing a Posse at the time, which, if it's you don't not know, it's around is, now. Yeah, it's like a half a block away from where the loading dock used to be, and so we just like get a cart to our band room and literally just cart our gear over to the stage and play. It was so easy. Right, we did that. We, lot.
1: we did that with Ocean <clears throat> one time. It was super tight.
2: Yeah, and so a bunch of the kids that I met there, I kind of floated around and did a lot of fill-in gigs with bands like At Ashore, um, Lithium 7. Uh there's a bunch. I was kind of a band whore there for a little while, but I, w- I like refused to join any band because there wasn't really any that really fit my fancy. I guess you could Did say. Did you
0: help out the archives at that point? Yeah, that yeah. was that was in that same area. He was. We were gonna open up for He Is Legend, and that show got canceled. Thank you, Liquid Jew. Sure.
2: Thank you, Liquid Joe. That was more. That was more their tour that fell apart.
0: Oh yeah, I guess it was the tour, but like we didn't find out about it until. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like the like, week before. No, it was like two or three days before. Was I it? Had tickets sold and everything? Yeah, dude. I, I want. Maybe I'm wrong, but I want to say it was that soon. Like I was mad.
1: That's super
2: we were weak. Ready. <laughs> yeah. After what just two weeks with me, we got yeah. we got things down, ready enough for a show at least. So, yeah, that was fun
1: so shows a loading dock what was this band called that was when he was just filling in right? oh just filling yeah filling in random st-
2: stuff yeah like when I was helping out at trader's last breath which was in the last ones when I got my deathcore fixed out a little bit deathcore because blast uh, beats at a shore you said right yeah at a shore I spent I did a lot of shows with those guys
0: that's where I met Sev- well I met Seb at a party at a mutual friends party bushy love you
2: miss you
1: Bushies. Miss you. I miss the Bushies. they're yeah. great people yeah, we um, talked to Linz. We got to get back with that.
0: And, uh, you were, I think, yeah, you were in between bands. And I remember the guy that I was, we won't, the guy that I was in a band with was like, you should hit up Seb. And I'm like, Seb
3: doesn't want to play with us. <laughs> and
0: uh, it was true because uh, the lead singer guy that I was with didn't really. Sure won't. Di-
1: <coughs> sure sure won't d- say
2: his name. Sure, sure won't. <laughs> Sure, shirt sure, sure. buzz, buzz, buz, buzz, buz, buzz, buzz, Yeah, because this is like, well, that was worse than like a toxic girl, girl that you just took one date out on and she <laughs> falls in love with you within five minutes.
0: I later learned that Seb <coughs> was down to jam with me and Robert, but
2: not. Well, great. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Well.
1: I love out for that. Subtract <laughs> subtract
2: later and move on. But, uh,
0: yeah, and then you started jamming with uh,
3: Separation soon after
2: that, right? Yeah, Separation was pretty much right after that because I was hanging out with uh, some friends. And then, uh, like, I always knew C- Cagel, Like, we were never friends. We were just kind of acquaintances. And then uh, Chris Sweet again, he keeps coming up, because that dude's been almost like a mentor for me for a few years. We already did two what episodes with that. So yeah, I love that guy. Please and, refer uh, to episodes five and six. So he was in that band, which I'm sure he talks about in those, in those episodes five and six. But anyways, uh, he was busy with uh, Divisions at the time when they wanted to get back together, and so he got me in contact with Cagel, and I met up with those guys, and it was a thing. So I was with them for until pretty recently. Division? No, uh, Separation of Cell. Separation of Cell. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who's a band that started back when I was first getting into the band gig back in like 2005. What? Yeah, that started back then, and I was like a witness to the start of Separation That's when you of started? Not us, but when I started playing in real bands, yeah, it was back then. It was 05? like right out of high school, yeah, like 04 and 05. Oh,
1: okay. I was playing in real bands in high school. Not me. We yeah, I was We didn't
0: really play good shows in high like like said we were playing house shows but not not at venues oh yeah
1: shows. we played like Kilby and shit the circuit I didn't and shit and it, in high I school I did we play
2: the circuit shows. in high school
3: we haven't really gone over my history very much but <coughs> i did
1: we've play got it.
2: to that, that reminds me do you remember that venue the outer rim of course i remember yeah. Yeah. the <laughs> outer rim dude <laughs> you <laughs> used to play a shitload of shows there no too, i drive past it i
1: drive past it like um occasionally for work like there's an auction thing out there and i will literally like every time like it's like 9th and redwood or something like that and like the first time i remember it was like why have i rec- why do i recognize this <laughs> like why is this oh my god Seriously? like the sign's still there dude like it still says the outer rim it's crazy dude ted fucking shoop oh
2: yeah you know, ted so many places that was like the fourth thing. Uh, it was like the eighth or ninth. Eight I don't know. He had a lot, but
1: no. no I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: that, that reminds me of a phase that we skipped over that I do want to talk about. What? Well, um, when I was in high school, we so most most high schools have like orchestra, concert band, jazz band, that kind of thing. Which we had that y'all. too. But our teacher is also a huge rock guy, like from the '70s. So he loved like rock. Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Guy was obsessed with it, and so he started this class called Rock School. And so what it was is people who played like, oh, rock school instruments. School Rock. Yeah, kind of, but it was an actual credited class in high school. Sick. So there was a bunch of kids, and we all separated out into different projects within the same class. And so for our concerts, we would do like cover songs of our choice and originals that we get graded for. And at the end of the yeah. year, we would do a themed concert. And that was my senior year, so we got the first experiment. And ours was Kiss, and we actually had it. So we all learned two Kiss songs and one of our originals that we all played. And we all dressed up, like had fog machines, had the makeup, all the bullshit, and it was. I didn't. I still am not a huge fan of Kiss, but that was one of the dude, funnest experiences of my life.
1: That's sick, though. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, I that's think I might. I might have to dig up some pictures
2: and show you guys. Yeah, dude. Cool. Post them on the Instagram. Yeah, that's sick. I know so I have cool. one on my phone, at least one.
0: Coming soon from the Hive Mind Collective SLC. Have you ever had Southern Brandy? It is quite delicious. Sometimes put it on ice which don't actually know how they're able to get ice down in south with there is no coldness it's pretty warm all the time and we have not invented refrigeration ice is very cold there is no heat in ice because all of the molecules are standing still because they are so cold but when you heat them up they, they move really really fast and then that is when they Expand they expand. They break out of their, um,
2: their bubble. And they turn into vapor.
0: Beware of the depravity, Aaron Anthony, the seventh divine ruler of all. So I was saying yeah, it, that separation itself is a bunch of old guys. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm an old guy, so that's... You're not as old as they are. <laughs> not, not quite, but we always, they were the separation dads. I still call them
2: the separation dads. <laughs> <laughs> separation dads. Yep, they, they, they got, called me their son. They got young
0: Seb <laughs> playing with them because they're just amazing musicians, and yeah, I thought that was awesome because it was a total revival of the band. They had not been a band for several years. After, when they had Chris Sweet in their band, he was ready to tour and go hard, and like Doug and others in the band were like, yo, we got family. I got
1: rent. I got rent. I got a car payment, bro.
0: So, you know, they didn't want to hold Chris back, and so the band just kind of fizzled out, and Chris went on to do several other badass things.
1: Refer to episodes five and six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it was cool to have to have that resurgence of that band that I loved, and it was one of the bands that I looked up to when we
2: were with Seb.
0: Yeah, with.
1: The triumphant hair. Yeah, swinging. that was fun
2: because back when those albums came out, I learned those songs for fun. Because that's still something I do. they will just songs that I like that I catch my or drum wise, I'll learn them. I like that because I enjoy playing them just by myself with no, some dude, decent I pair headphones. That like yeah, that's what I do I before do practice, before you guys come in. Well, and that's
1: <laughs> that's how like I've been able to like learn you know my way through drum songs is like just ACDC. You know what I mean when it's just the straight foot. You know what I mean, the straight foot pedal. Oh yeah. Like boom, boom this is all I got to worry about with my foot and then I can like concentrate on this
2: up here you know what I mean like yeah. tight.
0: so then also you did a tour didn't you do a tour with charlatan
2: I did the so yeah was well, I was hard on with that one that's where a lot of the good stories are I guess
0: so describe like for people that don't know charlatan is what type of music
2: that's a tough question. Yeah, that's that <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a that's a whole. There is there's a, a, a podcast there's about. new metal. There's acoustic. There's dance pop. There's regular pop. There's alternative rock in there. There's a lot of southern vibes. There's even country parts in some of their songs. Great members. Just throw all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah they, it's a bunch of guys that were from basically from Salina, Utah, and Central Utah, like yeah, tiny ass Charlotte. town, and uh, they moved They're up here, sick, and right. they are yeah. Their music is incredible. The way that uh, Austin Heath's mind works, and they write, and Gray members—he's wild, bro. They write some of the coolest stuff I've ever heard, and have ever been had the pleasure of playing along with in front of people. Austin Snickers, yeah, love that kid. Oh yeah. I just I ca- work with him. I,
3: uh, oh, cute. Huge brands,
1: if you, Huge want brands. To this <coughs> if you would <laughs> like to sponsor this, this podcast brought to you by Huge Brands. Um, uh, Austin yeah I know every time I see him I just give him a new candy bar nickname <laughs> Austin Hunter Grand,
2: cause
1: he he's one of the hu- nicest people I've met
2: in my entire <laughs> life he's a great human
0: I,
1: I would I would love to have him on here but I feel like he just wouldn't feel weird about talking about himself <laughs> probably
0: but I bet you he would love to I'd I'd bet, it. yeah I bet oh, it, would it would be a good show he would you love should to
1: do it. Yeah. Well, can you claw
3: well, me by the way please yeah
1: <laughs> Will you claw me? Oh, this episode brought to you by Dented Brick Distillery. And uh, not White Claw, but we still not, like white claw. not White Claw, but we're,
2: yeah, you know. We still drink what we like. My garbage, Including Dented
1: Brick. My no. garbage consisted of pizza boxes and Uncrushed Bulls boxes and White Claw boxes. And I was like, oh, I look, never mind. Like a single white mom. <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> Cut that part out Please of it. Please don't. <laughs> Um. Whatever, that's not offensive. Y'all have good taste and shit.
0: Until we get in trouble with it. I'm just joking. The, the, like
1: the 15 people who listen to the, my girlfriend and be like, what did you say? <laughs> what? I'm a, I'm a single white mom. We're
0: going to get more. More people. Tell your friends. Tell
1: more your friends single white t- moms? T- bro, yeah. I'm
0: down. So my friend Sean Conway, which you know Sean Conway. I know Sean Conway too. very well. He's everybody's well. friend. Yeah, he's everyone's friend.
3: He he's a great man. He's
0: like, I've been listening to the, to the podcast and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking like, I every time I now Yeah, cool.
1: Next time he's <laughs> in, no, bro. If Goose is here, bro, I would love to sit down with Goose. I think he's I here.
0: Be, he said that he's gonna be in town soonish, so I'll right.
3: tell. I'll
1: talk to Sh- talk to Sean. I'll Sh- shoot. Next shoot business on I'll, the show. I'll shoot. Yeah, uh, we'll see what's up. But um, anyway, you were <coughs> charlatan. They hired you. They <coughs> yeah. said, Seb, we need a drummer for tour. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Do you mind do you mind tell
1: telling us what you got paid?
2: Uh I actually got paid, which is a huge deal, because this is their first big I'll tour. That's what's up. I'm not gonna tell you how much, but okay. the fact that Don't. they came out in the black. Good boy. And uh, I actually did get paid from it is a huge I'm deal. I'm so
1: glad that you didn't tell me. I was that
2: like makes it more mysterious and cool.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what I got paid, but No. <laughs>
2: but it like honestly I was expecting to do that when it just come out even and I would have been fine with that. Cool because Experience.
1: you get you that's so you got paid enough. after?
2: Yeah. Oh about it. Yeah. Plus, I like
1: only one time got paid after tour and it was so cool cuz like I went shopping in Los Angeles. And I was like
2: so man now, I was able to cross a lot of a lot of bucket list items off on that tour, which is rad. I remember let's seeing let's all talk the about bucket list. Like what? <laughs> well, besides going on a full 2-week tour with uh so it was with the band called Alisana. They're celebrating their 10-year anniversary of oh, their who? albums. Oh, what's their band name? Alisana. Yeah, bro. They big.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah.
2: It's good. No, it was actually a really good time because we, I just remember that first night we leave here because our first show was in Portland and it happened to be their worst snowstorm in 300 years in Oregon that year. And they don't exactly plow their roads, we found out. They don't have plows. They do have plows, <laughs> do they? They, plow, they plow up to their ski resorts. Who are so, we talking about? Okay, just Portland. <laughs> yeah. Portland. So, like, we're going. Yeah, they don't have a fleet of sn- They have, like, six yeah. snowplows. So they we're actually we're watching them. them drive past us with their plows up <laughs> kind of thing. And it took, I think that drive usually takes, like, 14, 16 hours, right? It took us about 21. And it was, like, white-knuckling the whole time. Like, props uh. to again because he drove the whole time. And I'm just in the back with my headphones on trying to listen to music and keep my mind off of shit. Because you look to the other side of the freeway and there's like semi-trucks rolled over and just like jackknife and cutting out the freeway. People were stuck there for like a day. We were able to dodge most of it.
1: Can I ask a dumb question? Yes. Is Gray's last name really Member? No. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> his last name's a synonym for penis? No way. I mean, okay, if he sorry. legally changed it, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, for sure he would be the one to yeah, like change his that name guy. to Gray Dick.
2: And it would be great. I would be all about it. He it's probably the should 100%. change it to Great Dick great
1: yeah g-r-e-y-t that's
2: too obvious
1: no it's not we're like what about great like
2: cheese great like g-r-e-t our president's
1: donald trump (laughs) everything's too obvious
2: i remember because one of our members um he talked to a friend who offered us a place to stay that night and we get there and uh her roommate slash landlord kicked us out and like, call the cops and stuff to make, make us get out. It was, it was a kind of a big deal.
3: Drama. Yeah. For one night?
2: For one night. Jesus. And so he ended up kicking her out, basically kicking her out of the house, too. Like, evicting her evicting her that night because of it. Because, because, because you of, guys were staying there? Yeah. He was He was assuming that she was inviting all of us to go live there with them. Whoa. Which this guy there was no talking to. So we stopped yeah. trying for a while. Uh, we're just packing, like, this is after we loaded out from the van with our bags and shit. Jump support.
3: This Dude, before this that. was long
2: before Trump. No, he, w- no, was it? Was it? no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was like 2017, 18. Yeah, it was right near the beginning, I believe. What? Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, uh, so the, the cop even gets there, <laughs> and he's cool as hell. The cop? Yeah, because he called the cops on us. What? And so the cop rolls up while we're throwing our stuff in the van, and uh, we're just trying to tell the cop. He's like, no, you guys are good. Just, just go. You're fine. Okay, <laughs> bye. And so we ended up taking her, and she stayed at a hotel that night, and then we just went to IHOP while two of the members went in there at 8 and the rest of us just passed out in the van. Then we played our first show. <laughs> Fucking yeah. great. It was a great start. That is so tight. Found out my pedals broke um, oh on the way up there too. And so we had to go to a hardware store and do a quick fix, which I used the entire time. Oh, and it, yeah. it worked, so it was fine. Bro, do it right, do it good. Yeah, and so and that's how it started. And then it was a lot smoother after that, but that was probably the worst. Yeah, I mean, the first show of tour is always the roughest from what I hear. It was for us. It was definitely for me. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, it was good. And after that, I went to Seattle, stayed at one of the other band's uh, houses. Did you play El Corazon? Yes.
1: Such a great venue.
2: We had fun, except for the merch cut. And then, (laughs) which we kind of lied about, all of us.
1: Duh, (laughs) that's your job. Yeah. what? So a lot of the venues they venue ever heard of merch co- cut.
2: No. So they'll come up and tell you you owe them like fifteen percent of your merch sales. Yeah. Hi, what? Yeah. So um, it's actually a pretty common thing. Put in
1: on this. Man. No, all day. So Dude, we just Warped show them Tour the books and it. be like, Warped we. Warped has a... oh, it. Oh yeah. They gave
2: for... you a venue to sell it at. Which yeah. is, it's still bullshit. They make their money after their ticket sales. Yeah.
1: Well. Uh, well yeah.
2: Especially at Elko where they have a bar too. The like service they're... fees. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck you. Tickets are forty-eight dollars plus a. Fifty-eight dollars.
2: service. Yeah, speed. no shit. It was bad. One hundred and sixteen dollars. Oh, fun fact too: that was the same day as the Atlanta Falcons and uh, New I'm England that. Patriots Matt. Super Bowl. I remember that vividly. What Patriots? Patriots and, and the Falcons Super Bowl. What's up? That was that same day. Cause I remember being at the Tom venue? Brady. And Hail
1: Tom Brady. Ha- Hail Tom Brady! 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 Hail
0: Tom Brady! My mic's not loud enough to drown
2: you. Hail Tom Brady! Out. <laughs> Hail Tom Brady! Hail Tom Brady! So I mean this in most respectful way because the guy's done a lot, accomplished a lot, and I do respect him for his talent. But I do say this with 100% pure conviction. Get it. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Motherfucker. I can't hear you
1: over these six rings. I can't hear you. These six rings are shining too loud. Fuck. And he's about to go to Tampa Bay, and guess what? I'm a Tampa Bay fan. So hard right now, dude. I bet. I'm a Tampa Bay fan because Gronk and him, dude, they're going to win a fucking Super Bowl. So I'm
2: excited because I'm a Falcons fan, so we're just going to destroy you guys. Yeah, your,
1: your wishes. You guys are just gonna get shit on in the fucking south now. Everybody in the south is gonna get shit on for ten more years. Okay, nobody's gonna watch. We have Gurley because of COVID. We're all gonna watch it because of COVID. That's no true. one's gonna be there because of COVID. <laughs> That's true. And I thought we weren't saying COVID on this. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I just I my only thing is like like literally I have podcasts that I try to listen to to get away from. Oh yeah, all they the just, COVID. They bring niche. it up and it just brings it down. Sh- Dude, literally, it, like even bl- <laughs> it even bled into the, the the geek show, and my favorite person on the geek show is now my least favorite person on the geek show because he won't shut up about it being the fucking end of the world. Lee George Cade. She's <laughs> never gonna listen to my fucking podcast. I don't give a shit, Lee George Cade. Anyway, so um, get real about uh, uh, Charlatan. What else? Stories.
2: Was that um, we also had a dress code on stage, which was the most ridiculous thing we could possibly wear. So I still have these. Uh, Hold they, up. They gave me a pair of pink short shorts, which I still will wear sometimes because I think they, might, they make my butt look really, really great. Of course they do. And uh, so once in a while they, they still come out of the wardrobe. It's so important.
0: What, what was like on the dress code? Like, what <coughs> could it, what he, could
1: it? he said the most ridiculous just, thing yeah. you could possibly wear.
2: Are you, so like gray came out a lot in like American flag, leotard, <laughs> and spandex and shit. Yeah, uh, Lasko, okay. the keyboardist, okay. would always he'd play in a hot dog costume a lot. Yes, kind of okay. thing. Just it's yeah, a creative dress code. Gray, totally yeah. Except I'm for right. San Francisco, we actually planned out to wear dr- all of us to wear dresses in San Francisco. Where'd you guys play in San Fran? Uh, DNA. I've
1: been there. I never got to play there.
2: Good that this was pretty cool. Good pizza. Um, unfortunately, I never tried on the dress that we bought before tour from the DI. And my shoulders wouldn't fit through it. It's probably better. For and so all I just yeah. I don't know man, the rest of them look good. Your big burly shoulders. I know. So I just I just played it just in I just press. played in just the short shorts and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean whatever. Drummers don't have to wear clothes. Fuck.
2: I know, it was very um liberating to actually have the fan not just feel it on my face, but feel it everywhere. It was wonderful.
1: When I see um when I see drummers play, I'm just like, Why are you why are you wearing clothes? Like I literally would like drum in like those like soccer shorts those tight little girls that's what shorts, these are shorts I would rock those and and Chuck Taylor's yeah like I've you got I mean
2: like like half my underwear I can't wear with those short shorts
3: <laughs> <So>
2: <laughs> and I mean that that's good shit yeah it was fun though we did some tourism thing went around the Golden Gate Bridge we went we across the bridge but our van still had dealer plates on it and our trailer was a U-Haul your van had dealer plates on it yeah Gray bought it like just before the tour and so the way And they, they
1: sent you on tour with a dealer plate.
2: Well, yeah, and the temp tag was in the window cuz this is literally like the week after.
1: Oh, wait, temp tag. Why would you still have the dealer plate then?
2: It was in the window. Dealer plates are everywhere else.
1: I work at a I work at a dealership, so like dealer plates are like 100 bucks, so.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think well, no, 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 no not, not those dealer plates. I'm talking about like the, the advertising ones they put on cars. Oh, they sell. Yeah. about it, about yeah. it, about yeah. it, about it,
1: about it. Okay. And then the trailer. I'm like, dude, those
2: are expensive, bro.
1: You, like, you can't just be sending <laughs> those out with a band
2: on tour. They're going to lose that shit. Yeah, they're magnetized usually. I remember from when I worked at a dealership. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. But so. uh, we were able to go through the bridges and not get told because they usually uh, take a picture of your license plate and <laughs> send the tickets. Yeah. Oh. Just so. Tim Daly Nissan. Tim yeah. Daly <laughs> Nissan. And this was from Peterson's Motor Works. So shout out to Peterson. <laughs> and then the U Haul trailer.
1: And they can't venue, dude. Those cameras weren't good enough. They couldn't venue. They had no nope. idea who the fuck that was. And it's
2: funny because they said if you didn't have a box, it was like a $303 fine. Whoa. We, uh, got it. Never got that. And so <laughs> but we were like the tourism around there and then went to Lompoc. So we played at the Glass House in Lompoc. Well, yeah, that, yeah, venue yeah. Was, that venue was legit. I enjoyed the I hell out of the that. I played the Glass House before. Their green room area is what's up. Yeah, well, if, of course. There's a living room. Legendary, in there. bro. There's a in this, yeah in a shower room. Bro, like, I fell asleep was...
1: on that couch for like probably an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, it was a
2: good time. The, <laughs> I br- rolled the,
1: burger. the fuck off the
2: couch, just like, oh, we gotta play a show. <laughs> I remember the burger place across the street was amazing. I don't remember that. I don't remember what it was called. But I we were it prob- is, we were poor a lot.
1: I but was, usually I, I would have bought a burger one. wherever the fuck I was. Yeah.
2: yeah. And after that we went to Phoenix. I forgot what the venue of Phoenix was called. But it wasn't bad. The thing that bugged me about that tour is after the Phoenix show, we went to the Roxy on Hollywood Boulevard. Of so we went from Lompoc, which is close to L.A., still yeah. SoCal, to Phoenix, Arizona, and then back to L.A. in the heart of it. Which the Roxy—that's a bucket list thing for me because we—that place sold out for atlas and so playing in front of that many people and then you know eating at the rainbow because you have to um
1: i did the same thing except for mine
2: was the whiskey yeah I, p- I played the whiskey and ate at the rainbow that afternoon i still want to play the whis- whiskey that's still on my list
1: the whiskey was cool but i but i i would honestly rather play the roxy but it's just because i played the whiskey you know what i mean yeah. so it's just like
2: yeah the roxy's a little bigger from what i hear the parking situation no, there is, the roxy's way bigger yeah the roxy's parking situation is horseshit uh, the park whiskey's guy. parking
1: situation is horseshit dude yeah like they, <laughs> we we,
2: they had a guy come out and pay, had us pay for our spots and if we had a trailer we had to pay for two spots and uh we had to call the city
1: like the city had to fucking like block off a spot for
2: our bus and yeah, trailer we should have <laughs> done that but, it was um, like two streets down it was so fucked I just remember the dude um tried to fight one of the members of one of the other bands and that was one of the funniest things ever yeah cause he says this and like Damn, 20 dude, guys you, come you out of the, the parking Roxy lot the
1: Roxy with Santa, bro that, was, yeah. that would be a sick fucking show
2: let's just say he backed down pretty quickly and then we played that show, and that was a lot. Of, that was a fun time. Then we played Tucson after that, and that was a fun show too. Where um, I don't remember what it's called
3: made either.
0: Entirely of cement? What did you see a,
3: a
2: public? <laughs> there's park? a dog tied to
1: a other dog.
0: A public park made entirely of cement. Maybe I heard there's lots of those in Tucson or something. Could have
1: been. Oh, what that was? What joke are you referencing? It's a family game, so no. no, we'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cut it out because I tried to make the same Family Guy. There's a dog tied to a other dog. Uh. I've never seen so many boats so far away from bodies of water.
3: That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> fair. I remember there's a there's a subway shop across the street from, from that venue in Tucson, and it was amazing. It was a like subway? A sh- yeah, no, it was like a Philly shop, like a mom and pop's place. Oh, a subway shop. Yeah. I'm like,
1: there was a, su- a really good subway. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was cool because they had a they had, they a sandwich. had better grilled chicken. Yeah, they, had, they want warm up
2: in the microwave. I remember they had a sandwich called the cowboy, and that was like, get out of here. Uh, a moldy loaf of bread. The A turd what? On it or something like that. It was just talking mad shit on the Cowboys, and so we were all about that. About it. And we played with this. Ba- um, you have to cut this part out because I can't remember what they're called. But it was the guy from um, the Bled, his new band that was from Arizona, okay. and and they opened up the show and blew everybody away.
1: What? Like, well, you don't remember what the band? Is no, called? I
2: don't. It'll come. To, it'll come to me later. But that was one of the most incredible openings <coughs> I've ever seen because it was like it was like watching the Bled. The intensity was there. It was chaos. he was what very was the good. singer of the blood? I don't, no, it wasn't the singer. The oh, guitarist. Okay. Oh, okay. But cool. Yeah, they're incredible. Played it's there. Super tight. And then we went did a secret show in Albuquerque at a Albuquerque School of Rock place actually, which is fun.
1: Uh, secret show. Yeah, it was called. It was. A I, don't think I the ever co-op. a secret show. Because cool. uh,
2: the band from Seattle that we were with, they're called Verses. Fucking great guys too. Um, they had Verses. Con- yeah, And they're, they had connections. Down Hold there. on, like.
1: E-R-S-U-S. I think so. So, like the Salt Lake band? No,
2: they're from they're from Seattle. I know. I meant like the Salt Lake band. Do you remember?
1: Chad no. Pinkney was the singer of a band called Versus for a minute. That's super cool. Anyway, go yeah. ahead.
2: Yeah, it's funny because their TM is actually the singer from Avoid now in that band. Oh, uh, cool. Quite a bit. Yeah, but he had connections down there, so we met up with uh, this lady named Dawn She's one of the biggest sweethearts I've ever met. She fed us enchiladas. She was the girl, I love the tour moms yeah. Danny
1: K, Mama K, I love you girl So we hung out there And then our
2: next stop after that Was St. Louis And that was the worst drive of my life From Albuquerque, New Mexico Fuck, To St. Louis, how big Missouri. was this tour? Two weeks There was uh, I think there was Three off days total And one of those got edited Obviously because of uh, Albuquerque Because I was on an off day
1: So Twelve shows
2: 12 shows in 14 days Super tight So the first Yeah Because it, it, it was still Two days to drive to St. Louis Because the first night I remember we stayed In um, Joplin, Missouri Which that was great Because we just stumbled in Because we were like Fuck it We're not Why St. Louis? Were
1: they from St. Louis?
3: Or something?
2: No That was just part of the They might No I think they're from North Carolina But I'm not entirely sure I didn't do that much Research on them Because I don't really care
1: Out <laughs> Go Good dudes though Great dudes <laughs> though <laughs> Great guys, though.
2: So we stayed in Joplin, and we just like, well, we got time to kill. We're not playing tonight, so we, we went to this bar, just one of the first ones on their main street, small town. And uh, there's a bunch of old guys just playing <laughs> on stage. And like, one of the guys came out when we were getting out of the van. Like, you guys look like trouble. We're like, yep. He's like, let me buy a drink. Great, <laughs> great. <laughs> so thank then you. he, he's, this dude's like in his 70s. He talked a lot about the tornadoes that hit Joplin, really like the F5 and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, a lot of good stories. He bought us some beer. And then he invited all of us on stage and we kind of played like a little impromptu set on their equipment <laughs> which is about actually pretty fun.
1: What was this venue called? Do you remember? I don't remember what the bar was called.
2: Because I, no. kn- I played in Drop One, Missouri like... So just think about like a dive bar where there's like uh, mugs on the walls and shit. Bro. And I then you go to the right and then there's a back, that there's sounds a like back a walkway. Blackhounds would have played. Yeah, and then there's like a stage set up like an auditorium type stage. With, like, Fuck man, I gotta
1: look back and see if I can find the evidence because like... I know we played Joplin because I remember after that F5 hit Joplin, I was like, fuck, I've that town.
2: Yeah, so it was there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, like, an unexpected great night on that tour for sure. Got it. Then we just slept next to an abandoned building. Oh, no, it was the same, because we were told not to sleep in St. Louis because of how shady it is when it comes to. No, yeah, it. you don't fuck with that Joplin. shit. Yeah. And so we stayed in Joplin and then we drove to St. Louis the next day and played at the Foo Bar. Yep, and then you get out of town after the show. Well. <laughs> We didn't. You stayed in <laughs>
1: town? Did you guys get shit-checked?
2: No. Oh, um, Thank God. Well, we, we, we went to the suburbs. So, obviously, we played at a food bar. A couple of guys from the Chicago Blackhawks actually flew in for the show because apparently their favorite band when they were kids, like teenagers, was Alisano.
1: What the fuck? And
2: they covered our bar tabs.
1: What the fuck?
2: <laughs> and so, and I remember because the bartender just kept feeding me Jameson shots.
1: That's a cool story.
2: Like, I think I... um. I Show of stories. What's yeah, up? I think I drank an entire baby. bottle, like an entire fifth of Jameson that night. It was bad. I blacked out. Bro, I've had those nights. And yeah, we didn't pay for shit. I found out later that it was a black guys. And uh with one of the friends at the label, they were there and they ended up buying a hotel room for us basically. So we partied that night, went to a bar. Get the fuck out of here. And we cool. stayed there and then went to Kansas City the next day. And apparently I was not like belligerent, but kind of a handful. And so I still regret that to this day because I don't remember. Because entire fifth of James once again, once again <laughs> for free. Entire fifth of James. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like I, I, I do like the fire water, but I'm not, I'm not the mountain. <laughs> Bro. That's a cool
1: story, man. That's yeah. a great okay. story. I'm really grateful for that story.
2: So that was fun. Then after that, we went to Kansas City and played the aftershock. Yeah, I've, I've played there as well. Um, that venue was, he was okay. Um, I hate talking shit, especially on a public forum, but that was the worst pizza I've ever had to this day.
1: <coughs> Real Man. quick, did uh. you ever play D Piazzas in San Diego? No,
2: we played the Soda Bar in San Diego.
1: I don't. I've never heard of that. It was t- oh, I forgot about that stop.
2: Yeah. when we were, <laughs> there.
3: cause yeah,
1: when we were in San Diego, we played a place called D Piazzas a couple times, and like their
3: thing was
2: like
1: two pitchers or no a pitcher a beer a beer per band member and pizza. bomb I've
2: heard stories pizza. yeah this reminds me of the bomb because I think you it was a, uh, I think it was Sean from Alessandro that was telling us about it he's like I wish we were playing there D Piazza's <laughs> yeah really I think that, yeah, yeah I, f-
1: I feel like do they I, I don't know I mean when we crossed paths with Alessandro they were in Oregon so like they, they hit Cali hard I'm sure so they probably played there
2: yeah we played the soda bar which is like a tiny tiny place like Uh, The soda, it sounds like a fucking tiny place. It It sounds like 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 part of a McDonald's. Yeah, like the stage (laughs) was like, you know that meme (laughs) where it shows a palette, and it's like, this is my favorite venue? It's like, that's the stage. It was like that. So, like, I put my drums on the floor so that Gray could be above me so that you can see everything. It It was that small.
1: See, Um, we always put the drummer
2: up on things, and we played in front. Like,
1: when it was, like, a small stage, we did that a couple of times, but, like, we put the drummer up, and it's just the drum riser, and the way you put the... Yeah, we put the mics down with the people and then it was like an anti flag show.
2: Yeah, see yeah. I, I like I like having the drums down on the floor with everybody else on stage because oh, that puts me closer than I usually am to shows. So it's, it's like almost a whole different experience for me Andrew Oh I bet. And so we did that. Um so where was I? Kansas City Shitty Pizza. <laughs> like Kansas City horrible, Shitty Pizza. Horrible pizza. Soda Bar? Soda Bar was the one in San Diego. Oh, Aftershock D- was the one in Kansas City. After th- yeah, I played Aftershock. I yeah. And I don't
1: remember pizza and Aftershock. Oh, it was free and
2: they should have paid us for it. And they should have paid us
0: for it. Forgiveness is divine. Yeah, like. Never <laughs> gives good credit to bad pizza.
2: Yeah, so, like, I would rather have five-day-old Little Caesars than eat that pizza again. Ooh. Is it in the fridge, though?
1: The, the five-day-old Doesn't, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, because if it's out the fridge, that's cardboard. But, I mean, in the fridge, like, in, like, a climate-controlled.
0: That's reheatable. Yeah. Especially if you have like uh, a I don't air fryer pizza.
1: I
2: oven or toaster oven pizza. That's what's up. I'm usually down. Like this is the first pizza I've honestly ever had that I said I do not like. What? This is the first. Time. That's kind of a crazy it's even the first, even it's the first bad pizza, pizza that's
1: though, like even like Totino's, like you get it oh, dude, like I the l- right cook on it. Yeah, dude, I, I love. Right I, I love that it. kind
2: of shitty pizza. That kind of shitty pizza has fueled me through much of my Totino's life. See, but like it
1: fueled <laughs> me through my <laughs> life, but I don't feel the need to revisit not it now that I don't need it. Oh, you know I, I, I always the keep. I always taco em. pizza. Fuck taco pizza. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm like, taco don't. But I don't. <laughs> I don't need taco pizza. So fuck taco pizza. You know what I mean? Like, I'm making good money. You know what I mean? Right. I can. I can afford. You I can need afford to buy real ten buy meat.
0: Ten fucking tos tortinos pizzas to get three of the next. you, you just call them tortinos? Mm. Tortinos. Totinos. Totinos. Like I don't know why we called them tort. It was like having pizza on a tortilla. Oh, <laughs> we about would it. literally yeah, fold them it. in half and just. No, literally, it's a
1: sandwich. Yeah, pizza. no, yeah, I do that too. See, but then you put good toppings on it, and you make it like a sandwich for
2: real. Like good yeah. toppings, sriracha, calzone. Cow- just, just coat the bitch in and cows cows with sriracha. Calzone. I'm gonna do it.
1: About it.
3: <laughs> it is cardboard pizza, man. <laughs>
1: Due to, to like, like I'm thinking, somebody from Totino's would hear this and be like, what? Um, I want a cease and desist immediately. You know, <laughs> shit talking <laughs> on our pizza. If we get that
0: letter, we'll stop talking shit on them. Okay? Yeah,
1: I if promise. we get that letter, that'd be <laughs> so tight. Ty- I'd be like, somebody
3: from Totino's listen. Celebratory day.
2: Yeah. So, but so after that, we played at uh, Denver at the Marquee, and their pizza is fucking bomb.
1: Okay, every venue's got pizza. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, we were
2: kind of sick of it, and like,
1: do I really want? Never sick of it.
0: Club Vegas used to give us.
1: Oh, the pie! Yeah, yeah I remember That's that. That's super tight. Yeah, I remember that. I used to eat that on the patio over there. When the when the five dollar pizza, like the, the five the, buck pizza, when the five buck pizza came, not five buck pizza, but oh. like when the five dollar oh. when the five dollar large hit Little Caesars and it saved Little Caesars as a company, um, I like so many venues, bro. Literally, just like bam. Oh, and and there's and we spent and country we country. spent the regulatory twenty five dollars on five pizzas for okay. you. And it's like fuck. Cool. Thanks. I'm hungry. We also had those for lunch because that <laughs> feeds us the best. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's the cheapest ways to eat,
1: bro. Literally for a while. We not only saved
2: Little Caesars, we saved several like underground bands
1: all Little over Square. the country. We there was, sus- yeah. We subsisted off of that shit.
2: Well, now you can also get like Taco Bell. They'll feed they'll feed bands for free. And then there's a um, there's a Mexican chain that kind of reminds me of Cafe Rio. Can't remember what they call it, like Pistol Pizza or something like that.
1: Pistol Pete Maravich?
2: But they um they also feed bands for free. They require less proof that you're in Casey
1: job. got my joke. Fuck. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm the baby. My mic's not loud enough. I'm too. a
1: baby. You got it, but Pistol Pete Maravich played for the Utah Jazz, but like in this Oh, episode.
2: yeah. Now no, I know who he is. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Number six. <laughs> you just said thanks, yep. you think, fuck you. I wasn't calling you, Dad. I was thinking my dad, but. Uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> If the shoe if the shoe fits, Dad. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean the shoe fits. I'm a stepdad these days. <laughs>
1: three years. I'm a stepdad <laughs> these days, fuck. um, we'll we'll you got more. Well, yeah, after that
2: was just the Salt Lake Home Show. And that was the end of the tour. The tour actually ended in Salt Lake, which was super nice.
1: That's super weird. Yeah, like the the big time touring I did, we came through and we went to Ogden. Yeah. <laughs> and so like Binks and Batty drove up, but like nobody else. Ah. Uh, like, a couple people did. Like, I love you guys. I'm sorry if somebody who was there listens. But, like, literally, I was just like, What the fuck is all my friends? Drew's like, Oh, it's it. Sorry, dude. Got some stuff going on. I like, think <laughs> I'm not fucking driving to Ogden. Boomba? What the fuck is Boomba?
2: I never went to Boomba. I'm bummed. I mean, it
3: was too young. Boomba
1: was cool. I mean, it was alright.
0: I remember w- playing Boomba. the straight edge kids up there stood there with their thumbs down and fucking
1: yeah i was just pointing at the cat but
0: all the fucking straight edge kids in ogden would stand there with their thumbs down because fucking separation itself would have hoodies that said i like it better seeing life through unsober eyes yeah dude
1: it was. Dude, my neighbor's talking hard we should probably wrap hey we we put down an hour and ten minutes with you did you really nasty I went by
2: fast yeah i had i had two p- episodes I, I
1: probably hot miced this for, for five minutes or so before, but I don't know. I really like your, your tour stories because that was a really cool story. Was, that was a really cool tour. I mean, it's crazy. I would have loved to play like a big tour like that.
2: Dude, I fucked. best two weeks of my life. Cool. Straight up.
1: Super cool. Hey,
0: everybody. It's Casey Jackson, producer of the show. I want to give special thanks to Scott Millett. We're making the video of this podcast possible. If you want to check that out, search Show Stories Podcast on YouTube. You'll find it there. Special thanks to Sebastian Smith, one of the best drummers in the world, in my opinion. Love that dude. Thanks for coming on the show. Special thanks to Miles Rogers for all of his great hosting abilities. Couldn't do the show without you, bud. Thanks a lot. Special thanks to all the listeners. Make sure you go back and listen to all the other episodes. Some great conversations. Some good times. And as always,
2: thanks for listening. We'll see you in the crowd. Nailed it.
3: Show Stories is a production
2: of the Hive Mind Collective SLC.